0: I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz, and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast.
1: Necessary Blackness Podcast is independently owned and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to Blackness podcast at gmail.com.
0: Check out MCJ, MusicCultureJournalism.com. Hip-hop is a global movement reaching all aspects of music, culture, and journalism. MCJ is the premier destination for culture-driven video and editorial content around the country. Check out MusicCultureJournalism.com. Log on today.
2: Wingy Apparel yeah, yeah, yeah. is the latest fly in revolutionary streetwear to hit the market. Yeah, Wingy is the outfitters yeah, yeah, yeah. of freedom fighters everywhere. Wingy is a Swahili word that means abundance. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one has ever gone broke by giving. So if you have it in abundance, sharing is better than receiving. Follow us on Instagram at Wingy Apparel. That's at W-I-N-G-I-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.
1: Necessary Blackness podcast every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought.
0: Peace and black power family, this is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. This episode been in the making for some time now. <laughs> I got the brother in the building, and yo, let me tell you something, man. One time he canceled on me, one time I had to cancel <laughs> on him, and today he comes out to an event, a screening and lecture I'm doing. And I'm like, yo, you know what? We doing the podcast tonight. Word. So we drive all the way to my to, to the studio. And he like, yo, Rob, I just got the call. I got to go handle something. He said, but I got a few minutes. But it ain't enough time to do the podcast. But right. we sitting here, we building, and we going to continue to build. And he going to come back, and he going to do a full podcast. Look now, down. many of y'all are like, who is he talking about? I'm talking about the one and only Minister Server. Peace, black man. What's going on? Yo,
3: peace, black man. Good to be here, man. said it's been a long time, bro. Yeah, and we bump into
0: each other all the time. All the time, all, the time all the time. You know what I mean? And the reason why is because we're in the community. No doubt. And that's, we that's always it build it. That's what it you know, takes, bro. We had celebrations, you know, we had we rallies, we had protests, because that's what freedom fighters do. You can't serve the people if you're not amongst the people. Period. Absolutely. Period. So it wasn't no surprise. When I seen you today, you know, because we had spoke earlier and I'm like, brother, we can't do the podcast today. I got to do this event. You was like, yeah, I know about that Exactly. Event. You didn't even tell me you was going. <laughs> exactly. And you just popped, popped up. Popped up on you. That's so, right. So listen, the event was about the school to prison pipeline. No doubt. Um, no doubt. You a teacher, you a minister, you an educator. What are your thoughts on the school to prison pipeline? Man,
3: listen, that could be like three podcasts, but what... I mean, the bottom line is that we, and when I say we as black people, we have to get more serious about the education of our people. And as I said, when when we study our ancestors, we were just talking about Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Dr. Carter G. Woodson in his historic book, The Miseducation of the Negro, which was written in 1933, and he talked about— people that were, had the benefit of getting an, an advanced degree past, you know, some post-secondary education. Mm-hmm. But what he talked about is that if, if your post-secondary education is not helping to enrich the black community, then you've been miseducated, period. I don't care how much money you have, how much status you have, you know, where you can go. If, you're, if you are black and your education is not enriching the black community, you've been miseducated. And mind you, that was written in 1933, now we have more advanced degrees than we've ever had. The black we, woman is the most educated uh, person on the planet. Exactly. But when, when you look at the conditions of our community, like I said tonight, when we talked about we're in Atlanta. So when you talk about the school-to-prison pipeline, Atlanta is one of the models that is based off of, you know what I'm saying? About 10 years ago when we had the cheating scandal, that kind of you know cracked the lid on what was going on. So it's not so much just a racial thing. We're dealing with class issues. We're dealing with ideological issues when you're Mm -hmm. talking about uh, uh, um, educational genocide. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different angles that we can take with that, bro. So I'm looking forward to having some conversations about that, bro.
0: Absolutely. Now, my audience are community activists, stakeholders in the community. We have educators. We have freedom fighters. And we just have people (coughs) that want to give the white man hell. Yeah. Right. I know a lot of them know you, but there may be some that don't. Tell us who Minister Server is. I am a server.
3: You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I do a lot of work in the hip hop community, particularly. You know, I'm primarily started off with Nation Time Syndicate. With those that don't know, it's the first hip hop collective in Atlanta, 1991. You know, Mm, um, that's history. That's right, 1991. You know, big up to all the Nation Time massive. there's some work with the Temple of Hip Hop, Universal Zulu Nation. I'm now the Director of Humanities for Generation Hip Hop Global, which is a um, youth empowerment leadership that's uh, headed by David Mandela, the grandson of Nelson Mandela. So we're in 60 countries right now and our whole thing is Hip Hop Beyond Entertainment. You know, rap is something you do. Hip-hop is something you live. And we believe that hip-hop is an extension of our ancient African culture. So while we're not doing anything new, we dope it the remix. As like I said, hip-hop doesn't create anything new. We just recreate everything and make it better.
0: Absolutely. So that's
3: the work that, you know, I'm blessed to, you know, um, first and foremost, I'm a father. You know, I'm on my hip-hop grandpop grind right about now. You know what I'm saying? So everything that, that I respect. do. True indeed. Everything that I do is for the forward motion of my children, not just my biological children, but I truly believe in the concept of it takes a whole village to raise a child. So being an educator in the school system and being an educator in the world, a lecturer, I take that very seriously. Uh, I'm here
0: to be of service. Now, you spoke about hip-hop and leadership and uh, community building, right? What is your take on today's generation of hip-hop? Because... Me, as an educator myself and putting out elementary genocide, one of the grappling problems that I have is how do we convince, right, this generation to go to school, to get a good job when they're surrounded by rich criminals and poor graduates, right? Yeah. So how do you convince today's generation that education – is of paramount concern and we have to self-educate ourselves and bring that education back to the community. That's an excellent point that you said. We have to educate ourselves. So It's not
3: necessarily about going to school and getting a good education and getting a good job. But what, what it's really about is first of all, have a knowledge of yourself, you know what I'm saying, to identify what are your unique talents and gifts? What are you passionate about? What do you believe that your creator sent you here to do? And how do you acquire the skills to do that? So how do you become empowered to do those type of things? When you begin to do those type of things, the school takes on a different mindset, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? It's like a person who... Knows they want to be a business owner, but they still have a nine to five job. So you go to your nine to five, you do what you need to do, but you still have the mindset of building your business. So you get the necessary skills that you need from that nine to five, meaning a paycheck every week, so you can have a job to finance your work. You know, so even for those that, that may not want to take the traditional route in school, you have to educate yourself. Knowledge yourself is just a part of living. You know what I'm saying? So, but on that, on that same end, I think that we have to also make sure that our that our young people understand the balance of fact versus fiction, and that's really challenging right now in this fake world of social media <laughs> and things of that nature. Talk because about you got people that are that are kind of posing and faking, fake it to make it's taking on a whole different meaning nowadays. But, you know, as I said, I'm a, a father of six, a grandfather of six. So, you know, being an, an example and, t- and teaching them about themselves and giving them different options, that's what we're supposed to do, give them opportunities to become themselves. Like, we don't have to try to create them in our image and likeness, but we have to give them the opportunity to be their own unique selves. And when we do that, then they are, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you you prepare them to deal with any of the systems that they have to deal with, whether it's the school system, whether it's the the work system, whatever it is. The
0: system of racism that, and white supremacy. The system. Of ra-
3: Listen, as uh, Neely Fuller said, if you don't understand racism and white supremacy, everything else will confusion. You.
0: Absolutely,
3: you have to understand that first and foremost, and we have to teach our children that. And that's a, that's a great point because a number of times, you know, we want to want to um, you know act like. We are the world, and we are the world to a certain degree. And yet what you have to understand is about history. You know, Brother Malcolm X said history is best able to reward you for your research. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So we can connect the dots to see exactly what, what it is and exactly when we look at what, what it is and we, we, we see the enemy, that we can have strategies because it's the same enemy that our ancestors have already defeated on Earth. Like I said, we are the children of God. We already defeated the devil on Earth. We just kind of fell asleep for the last 20, 30 years. You know what I'm saying? And kind of forgot who we were. We kind of, you know, got into this mindset where we
0: thought that our enemy was no longer our enemy. Yep. And his expiration date is now. We yeah. have to take this on, devil man. off this planet. But listen, 2020, brother, let's be clear. You told me I had 15 minutes. I want to be respectful of your time. In closing, right, I know that hip hop. Change the political landscape, change everything. Bro. You are the hip hop minister, no doubt. Tell me about this political climate. What should our brothers in hip hop do as we go into this 2020 election? Me personally, I'm gonna sit this one out. I don't like none of the candidates, only,
3: only on the national level. All politics are local. Oh, oh yeah, locally. I'm, I'm always with the local. Now, now, see, you know what, we have to understand, and I think. This is where we have to kind of get back to the ancestors and the mm-hmm. basics. Um, it's not so much as concern of who is president as it is who is mayor, who is city council, who's on your board of education. Who's, your, those who's are the, the superintendent? That, right, who's the superintendent. Those are the things that not only are they important, but you have a, a better chance of affecting the outcome of those situations than you do that national joke. We know that that's a joke. Yeah. Trump lost by 3 million
0: votes, dude. 3
3: million no, votes. No, but, did,
0: yo, did you just see in um – what is it, Idaho? where they yeah, yeah, do the yeah, uh Iowa, Iowa yeah, yeah, yeah. right? They had to do a coin toss. Yeah,
3: yeah. What but type of shit is that? Hey, listen, is this a man, game of coin
0: toss? Listen,
3: it's, it's to all pick game. A second National candidate? politics are all game. I was like, and, wow. And what they do is serve as a distraction. You know what I'm saying? To, to, to keep us the way, like, if you ask people about the, the, the people that are running for president, they probably could name a bunch of people. Ask them who's running for state rep. Ask Can't them who's you. running for City council. You know, ask them the, the, those real you. things because, again, we get distracted. So when it comes to hip-hop, you know, uh, back in 2004, we had the uh, the first National Hip-Hop Political Convention at Rutgers University in Newark, New Jersey. I you remember what I'm that. In 2006, we had the second one in Chicago. 2008, we had the, the, the last one that we had was in Vegas. Now, the reason why 2008 was the last one, if you remember 2008, that's when then-Senator... Uh, Barack Obama was running for office, but it was also the year where Cynthia McKinney and Rosa Clemente were were the, the candidates for president and vice president on the Green Party. I remember that. So the Green Party platform fit the, the, the National Party political platform. In fact, Rosa is one of the founders of the National Party Political Convention. But because of the historical significance of Barack Obama running, there was a split in, you know, in, in, in who we were supporting. And we kind of imploded at that convention and we haven't regrouped yet I think 2020 is a great time to start and the way that we start is with the local organizing committees it's not about the national politics the local organizing committees because whether Trump gets in or Biden gets in or whoever gets in they're not concerned about black people they're not concerned about hip hop they're just not but on a local level we can begin to affect those changes so we can have the the, uh, legislators that go to D.C. and, and affect the change that we want and again This is nothing new. If you study Brother Malcolm X, the ballot versus the bullet, he gives strategies exactly what we should do. Mind you, this was prior to the Voting Rights Act. Mm -hmm. So he gave a vision of that. If black people ever had the right to vote, this is what we should do. This, that, and the other. All we have to do is study the ancestors, bro.
0: Update the things that they said and apply them right now. And you're 100% correct when you say all politics are local uh senator vincent ford yes. is he still
3: senator no he, 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 i remember he yeah. ran for mayor, mayor right right and he
0: gave up his seat right, right exactly but when he was senator i could have got on the phone and called him exactly. i, I could have got a contact with him you could touch your local politician yeah you could touch your local politician yeah, literally in atlanta you know, you know so if any problem with the school system L- little things, the banks not giving you loans. Yeah, yeah. you know, you can go to, to your, to, to your uh, city, state rep and, and, and make them do what they're supposed to do. Right. It, it just and like- then, it, it, you know, like they see you in the community. Sure. You know, and if you have a voice or you're a recognizable person or you can get to a recognizable person, you can get the air of your politicians Good right job. here Good locally job. in Atlanta. So, in closing, I want you to give everybody your social media. And tell them where they can find you at. I think Kalanji Chang is about to come through yeah, in a few yeah. minutes. We just um, left screening and Alexa. Um, at, the, at the beloved uh, community. Community. So shout out. Big up to Dr. Keith Slaughter. And everybody that came out. And uh Kalanji definitely was a riot starter, brother. Come on, now. <laughs>
3: now Kalanji's going to be Kalanji to bring that fire, and we appreciate that fire because it always sparks a good conversation. Absolutely. If nothing else, because we need that, man. There's a balance of what we need, but uh, it was too funny, though. <laughs> yeah. So people going to want to conversate they, with you. Where can yeah. they find you at? Uh, yeah, you can find me on our social media, uh, minister server, that's M-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-S-E-R-V-E-R, at Gmail for the email, uh, Instagram, Minister Server, Facebook, Minister Server, Twitter, one the, the number one Minister Server, at number one Minister Server. Uh, yeah, man, holler at me. Y'all. I'm here to be of service, particularly if you are over the age of 40, then you, you may need to get reintroduced to hip hop culture beyond entertainment. You know what I'm saying? We were the ones that created... This culture created rap music and the whole nine, and for whatever reason, we've allowed the entertainment industry to not only take over, but the same thing that empowered us and made us want to have knowledge itself, now they use it to imprison and kill our children. Mm. We just not going out like that. So we gotta have some strategies to kind of reprogram our our, our youth as well. We can't take away them being young because that's their music. We can add on to it, and as as the the, uh, proverb says, when you put a clean glass of water next to the dirty glass of water, the dirty glass of water condemns itself. Mm. We got to give our children some real hip hop culture, and then they'll turn away from the nonsense without us trying to dog out who they like. We we ain't got to do that. That don't work anyway. We all know that. Oh yeah, (laughs) that don't work anyway, right? So we got to, you know, you know, give them some real uh, genuine love, and and you know, they'll make the right choices because they are our children. So we got to make sure that we do that. So hit me up, Minister Server. All you know, I'm I'm equally
0: accessible to all things. I'm here to serve. Holler at your brother. And that's it for us right here on Necessary Blacklist Podcast. I am your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we're going to see if Kalanji come through. And if he don't come through, we're going to continue this conversation. And we're definitely going to have Minister Server back so we could do a full podcast, Peace and Power, Black Family. Stay tuned. We're going to a commercial break. We'll be right back. Check out MCJ, musicculturejournalism.com. Hip-hop is a global movement reaching all aspects of music, culture, and journalism. MCJ is the premier destination for culture-driven video and editorial content around the country. Check out musicculturejournalism.com. Log on today.
2: Wingy Apparel is the latest fly and revolutionary streetwear to hit the market. Wingy is the outfitters of freedom fighters everywhere. Wingy is a Swahili word that means abundance. No one has ever gone broke by giving. So if you have it in abundance, sharing is better than receiving. Follow us on Instagram at Wingy Apparel. That's at W-I-N-G-I-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Persons interested in broadcasting a commercial can reach us via email at necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Necessary Blackness is distributed on all major podcast platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and Google Play. We'll also promote your business and products across our various social media networks, reaching over 100,000 people daily.
1: The creators of Elementary Genocide, part one, the school to prison pipeline, and part two, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration presents the third installment, Academic Holocaust. Each film produced, directed, and personally funded by writer Raheem Shabazz. Hollywood Chronicles says the documentary Elementary Genocide turns a critical eye towards the dehumanizing educational environment that criminalizes black and brown youth by funneling them from schools to prisons. If you've learned anything, shared any content, or have received any value from the Elementary Genocide brand, you're going to love Elementary Genocide 3, featuring the likes of Kaba Ken. David Banner, Shahab Azad Ali, Michael M. Hotef, and Professor James Small. To help spread this important message to the masses, visit elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. Please share our cause with your family and friends. Necessary Blackness podcast every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award winning journalist and filmmaker, Rahim Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Okay, we are back from our quick commercial break. And
0: guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We got Kalanji Changa in the building.
4: Look what the cat drug in. What What's up? What's
0: up, man? What's going on?
4: Hey, man, nothing but a G thing, baby. Shout out to Snoop. That's right, man. Listen,
0: last night we had the uh, screening. We had a brief Q and A.
4: Yeah, well, it was definitely a Q and A, but um, we—I <laughs> was in the audience answering questions with the audience members. So, so was I. Yeah, spe- special guest audience member. Yes
0: yeah and um I, I think a lot of people was receptive to what you were saying because um as we know, the ride started doesn't sugarcoat it.
4: yeah, I don't think they was receptive, they just uh acceptive. they were receptive, they was acceptive, accepting what was being said because of the fact that uh uh as you know, my good brother, I don't mince my words, you know what I mean I have a special way of saying things
0: nah, but I was um, <laughs> looking at body language.
4: He's looking and, at body language. And I was
0: seeing people shaking their head in the agreeing and saying, That's right.
4: You must have seen see you the right, dude in the brother. back looking all hard like he's ready to do something. I was like, Boy, put your hand no, in message y'all. Anyway, now nah, it was a good time. I'm just talking trash, y'all. Um, we enjoyed ourselves, always good to rock with uh good black folks. Um shout out to uh Reverend F. Keith Slaughter, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um shout for out. opening his doors. You know, it was a cool thing. Doctor. Doctor. I'm sorry, I said Reverend. Dr. Re- reverend Doctor. Yes. Dr. Reverend. Dr. Reverend? Dr. Reverend. You ever heard Dr. King saying, I'm Dr. Reverend? Right you here.
0: gotta put the doctor you know before the reverend. Reverend, first,
4: reverend. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Reverend first. Yeah.
0: Who said that?
4: Who shows this anyway? That's My pull show. Up. Pull, oh. up, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, Dr. Reverend King. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I bet you I Google it, it come up. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's because it'd be something that you posted. <laughs> something he posted. Reverend Dr. Reverend. <laughs> I, I don't wanna pull up Reverend
0: Doctor, Dr. Reverend. But what I do wanna pull up <laughs> is this controversial thing that's happening with Gail King. Yeah. Um I I just it's it's not nothing new. It's not nothing surprising. We all know that there is a group of people that will use those who are part of black society to um dispatch us. Okay. And to talk ill about us. And they're doing the work of their white handlers. And this is where racism and white supremacy can say, well, look, I ain't say it. Your people said,
4: Yeah. That's the thing about white supremacy. Uh, It's just like gentrification. Folks think that white supremacy has to be white or gentrification has to be white. You know what I mean? It's upholding the system itself. It's not just the uh, complexion. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you have uh, Negroes as Oreos. You know what I mean? So, you know, they cream filled in the middle. They black on the outside. You know what I mean? It's like burnt toast. You know what I mean? The bread went in white and it just happened to come out black. But it's still the same program.
0: All skin folks ain't kin folks. All that. So before we get into that, I'm, I'm going to play y'all the clip. But before I play you the clip, I just want to give y'all a, a brief quote from Malcolm X where he said, If you're not careful, the newspaper will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppression. No doubt. And that can be someone who y'all look up to as your beloved sister, Oprah, Gail King, who are nothing but handkerchief head Negroes and are doing the work of their white handlers.
4: Oh, uh, man, I thought they black queens. Nah, <laughs> nah, not Harley. Oh, uh, Snoop was right.
0: Snoop was right. Okay. So we're going to go right real quickly into that clip and then we're going to come back and then we're going to hear from Kalanji Changa, yeah. so we gonna get his thoughts on that. Let's talk about this.
5: It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player?
6: It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, Lisa, go get that girl, or tell her, or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's—he—he he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know.
5: But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it.
6: And that's possible. Mm-hmm. I just. It's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force.
5: Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history?
6: I think that the media should be more respectful Um, At this time, it's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to, it went to trial. Yeah,
5: with the cases, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed.
6: And I think that that's how we should leave it.
0: So Kalanji, what are your thoughts after hearing
4: Gail King in this interview? Uh, The interview with uh, Lisa Leslie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts was, I mean, she was doing what, you know, she was doing a job. You know what I mean? And you don't get to a position like that without um, maintaining the status quo. You know what I mean? Keeping Mm -hmm. uh, the system... Uh, thrilled and happy, she's doing the same thing that Jay Z was doing or that Oprah's doing. You know what I mean? They start off one way, but um, you know they realize when you get to a certain point. In order for you to keep flexing, you gotta you gotta do what you what you gotta do. You gotta dance for them. You know what I mean? You have to do that dance. If you don't do that dance, then it's a problem. She knew what she was doing. The problem was she didn't realize the backlash. You understand? Or should I say the blacklash? You know what I mean? Because she got got that ass ate up. So, you know, shout out to Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? Because I saw a few people talking about, you know, well, he shouldn't call the, the sister a bitch. I'm like, what you want him to call her? A black queen? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was out of order. So he, he spoke, you know, I was talking to, to my man, Minister Server, when he right before he jumped off the air. And um, one of the things we was talking about was uh, the fact that, um, you know, Snoop spoke the language of the people. He said things that you and I, you know, be shunned for saying. You understand what I'm saying? But true, indeed, man. She she rolled like that. You know what I mean? You lay down with fleas, then you get bit. That's the lay down with dogs. You get fleas. That's the business.
0: And did you hear her half felt apology, where she tried to blame the network? And my thing is this, right, family? We know in mass media, if it bleeds, it leads, and they always take controversial statements and little sound bites to pique the interest of the people to tune in. So her saying that she didn't know they was just going to take that little one small part and that's not the gist of the interview, the same thing was done when she interviewed R. Kelly, so why should she even suspect anything different? So when you heard her apology, brother, what was your thoughts on that?
4: Uh, I thought it was bullshit. Um, I think that the reality is, uh, I don't know if she had a chance to talk to her publicist, you know what I'm saying? Her mm-hmm. PR person to say, and the PR person was like, look, you got to say it was this, so on and so forth, blah, say, blah, I mean, it was it was garbage. It was, it was the same thing. Like I said, with Jay-Z on the whole thing about folks yelling about, um, you know, talking about he was sitting during the Super Bowl. he was sitting in a paid seat. You understand what I'm saying? And then when they, they came with it, when it all, all came out, he was like, yo, um, you know we was just checking out the performance i wouldn't even yeah it wasn't political zay, blah, blah, blah you know what i mean it's all garbage and it's like see the thing is we don't we don't hold these folks accountable and and that's what we's talking about a, a a a drop squad so i'm glad snoop said what he said because it's necessary for these folks to know they have to be put on notice that when you go out there and you start dancing them white folks, you can't come back home because if you come back home. You might have an eviction notice on your door. Mm. You know what I mean? Or you might mess around and, um, you know, your breath might smell like sneaker sole from somebody putting their foot so far up your ass. Mm. So, you know, that's just the reality of things, man. So, you know, definitely, um, uh, you know, it, it was garbage and she had to fix it because of the fact that see with, with the media, these folks are always looking for ratings, You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You see the picture floating around with her and Harvey Weinstein. You know what I mean? You talk about, when you talk about, uh, if you're going to talk Me Too and all that stuff, why folks ain't crying about Trump? Why she ain't doing a documentary about Donald Trump? Donald Trump talking about grabbing folks by the pussy, his wife butt naked. Everybody could go see his wife's ass right now. (laughs) You can Google Google his wife and see her naked. That could not have worked if it was... uh, Michelle Obama. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or anybody black. You know what I mean? So the reality is, you know, uh Gail King, you know, uh, fuck out of here with that, man.
0: You know what? You said something interesting when you was talking about Jay-Z. Always say something interesting. His, I'm Kalaji Jamachenka. <laughs> and his um his statement in regards to this wasn't a protest. I wasn't uh sitting down for that. I was sitting down enjoying the uh, national anthem or in anticipation of the game. Right. But what a lot of people didn't take away from that statement is he was saying that he would not subject Blue Ivory to that because his daughter was with him. Right. What you mean you wouldn't subject her to that? To you sitting down protesting?
4: Right. That's the question to right. ask. Because of the fact he's, he's teaching her at this particular moment in time, Blue Ivy is a brand. And he's smart enough to understand that this brand, he, he is uh, he's looking to build an empire. He's a billionaire. He's no dummy. He started from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Now we're here. Yeah, started from the bottom, now we're here. So, him and Beyonce, Beyonce and him getting married. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. In the real world, you have Beyonce. If Jay-Z was hustling Jay-Z from the block, she wouldn't even think about knowing him, even if she knew him. You know what I'm saying? It's a business arrangement. They understand that. Now, I'm not saying there's no love there, but I, I know that they understand, like he told us a long time ago, he ain't, it's, it, he ain't a businessman. Uh, He's a business man. He's a He's business a businessman. man. And, and he called it. And and let the record reflect, because I got a lot of cats running around telling us, man, y'all just be hating on the brother, because I'm a fan of his music. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I love hip-hop, right? So I'm a fan of his music, but The bullshit that come with it And the way I look at him Because of the fact Well how can you say Whatever whatever Look dude You watch horror movies You watch uh, Movies with gun violence That don't mean you like The actor as a person That means you like How they act You understand what I'm saying And and he's an entertainer And we have to understand that And he's trying to stay clear The reality is this In one of his songs uh, A few years ago About the whole Super Bowl thing He's like You need me I don't need you And they took that to heart The one thing about that you can give this guy, Jay-Z, is that he knows how to call shots. You know what I'm saying? He knows how to manifest and bring things into existence. Now, I don't know what kind of dark powers he played with in order to get it to do what he needed to do or the fact that he just calling it like like the secret. He just has it in his mind and he's so focused on it. Whichever the case, whatever the case is, we recognize that he has the ability to, to call things into existence. So, uh the, the 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 chairperson of the super of uh of the NFL and all these folks they're clear that he is the most powerful person in hip hop you understand what i'm saying one of the most powerful persons in hip hop the fact that he can talk about uh nothing on uh Nas's baby mama's car seat baby car seat and then uh come back and Nas signs to this dude I remember Fat Joe. I was listening to Hot 97. Fat Joe said he lost respect for Nas because there's no way that he can sign to somebody who disrespected him like that. Now, there's a thing. When you talk about hip-hop, there's certain things you can go, certain places you can go, but certain borders and boundaries you can't cross. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: but see, you know what's crazy? Not only did he rap about it, but it was actually true.
4: But that's what I'm saying. Like,
0: he had a relationship with... (laughs)
4: Oh, right and, it, and, it, hey, and it's hey, it's, and she
0: admitted to it that she had sex with him in the, uh in, in his uh car
4: right so I mean again i'm not tripping on dude as a as a street cat i ain't tripping on him as a as an artist but i understand clearly that he has always been about the establishment, from the time he crossed over from the crack era and he and he wanted to legitimize himself, he recognized that he had to play that game. And that's why, folks, I remember that time he was on, uh I, I forget what it was, MTV or <clears throat> VH1. He had the, the RBG uh, uh wristband. Folks thought he was down for the joint. And then he did the joint with Dead Prez, uh, the Hell Yeah remix. For the record, let the record reflect. Shout out to Dead Prez I like Dead Prez They they, they fam But let the record reflect That was one of the wackest verses that Jay-Z's ever done You know what I'm saying Because of the fact that he didn't want to go too far He has knowledge himself He got information He know what's going on But he didn't The the, the, the hardest thing he said in that joint is uh, You don't like this do you Yeah they don't But they did like it because of the fact that You didn't say nothing you understand what I'm saying? So he plays that game. What, he what, told what about
0: like, the one with uh, Jay Electronica where he says he's running Yaku back to the cage?
4: Yeah, I mean, keep it funky, man. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, let's, you know, we talked about the whole powerlessness of black power last night. You understand what I'm saying? You know, crackers don't care if you call them a cracker. They don't care if you call him Yaku. They don't care about none of that you talk about because they know at the end of the day, you checking in with them. You know what I'm saying? I could talk about Crack of this and Yakub that, but if they helping me get some of that bread and I'm helping them get some of that bread, it's a business relationship. It's a pimp whole system. You understand what I'm saying? And you gotta realize, you have to recognize that in this society, either you're a pimp or you're a hoe. The reality of it is, and some of y'all ain't gonna like this, Jay-Z's a hoe. The state is the real pimp. He's mm. an aspiring capitalist, but he's still a hoe because he can't say what he wanna say. Because he know they'll snatch back what they took, what they gave him. And they've done that time and time again. They, they, they smacked the shit out of Bill Cosby. He thought shit was sweet. He running around talking that yik yak shit. Talking about, they need to pull their pants up and this and that. Meanwhile, he pulling, pulling women's pants down. Fuck out of here, man.
0: And they trying to do it to our brother Russell Simmons.
4: Well, listen, man. You know, again, I like Russell. You know what I'm saying? I was a fan of what he did with hip hop, so on and so forth. I don't know. What happened with the cases and all that? I just heard uh, the other day one of the women that spoke out was one of the Mercedes ladies.
0: Yeah, I read you know that I mean? article as well.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But what I w- what I will say is this right here. You know, you have the Oprahs and the Gail Kings who's going after the Michael Jacksons and, and fucker R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? And to a great extent, you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know what Michael did, but I saw did see the documentary. And him sleeping with little white boys in his bed and all that—you set yourself up for for that. Even if you didn't do it, you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. You you you, you 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 trying to love on these little cracker babies? You know what I'm saying? I ain't seen no little black kids except for Manuel Lewis last. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but 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 at the same time, it's like you you trying to kiss these white folks' ass, and 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 so they got what you know what I'm saying. Like you know, I'm gonna quote Ti: um, uh, you, "You deserve it if you allow it." You know what I'm saying? Their parents allowed them to do that. You know, the R. Kelly situation. Look, man, that situation, yeah, it needs to be spoken on about. To be honest with you, I'm a fan of Dave Chappelle, but I did not like the whole pissing on thing because of the fact that we're forgetting that you're talking about a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Nothing's funny about that. Nothing's cool about watching the fucking DVD of a 14-year-old getting pissed on. You know what I'm saying? The bootleggers should have got fucked up, and he should have got his goddamn head knocked off. I saw R. Kelly get out of jail, and the next day, he in the Chicago club singing. That shows you, yeah, that shows you the powerlessness. And he told things.
0: people his reign ain't over. If y'all yeah. wanted to get him, y'all should have got him 30 years
4: ago. Yeah, that's because he wasn't in the right neighborhood.
0: Yeah, but where he at now?
4: Now he locked up, and somebody probably playing with his ass. <laughs>
0: So Kalaji man, let's move it right along man,
4: because yeah, I know excuse the cursing. I know this nah, is a Christian household. Nah, listen man, household.
0: this ain't no Christian household <laughs> man. You better cut that out.
4: This is necessary Shout out black to my list. Go ahead. You know
0: what I mean? We unapologetic over here, and if we gotta use colorful language, It's super colorful, we gonna, gonna use it. Yeah. And as the nation of Islam call it, baby language, we're yeah. going to
4: use that too. Well, I don't know if it's baby language. Mine is quite offensive and grown, but you know what I'm <laughs> saying? They call it baby what language. what it
0: is, no doubt. But I, I know you got you got somewhere English to go, English. man, and we're not going to yes. hold you up with your time, man.
4: Uh To the we, listeners, you gotta when, somebody, listen, when we, you, when you hear it, on the radio, man. they say, we know you got to go. <laughs> you know you gotta go man that's the first thing you told me man listen I ain't got that much time I, I've been uninvited
0: you have been uninvited like. man you know you good over here man okay, it's an open door policy man you gotta no come doubt. through more often I actually know. you was the first one on the podcast me you and Erica
4: man. okay remember that uh yeah yeah, I think so yeah,
0: yeah yes. you remember that I was the
4: first one on it yeah you was the first okay, one right. I think he
0: was the first one right. might have not been
4: I, I probably was the dopest one you know what I'm saying before service I don't know right, I don't right sir Man, ain't no Hey, yo, difference. but
0: listen, man, but I, I what love, you to, got to going on, man? To, to
4: listeners, real quick, um, I'm, I'm talking a lot of shit, man, you know what I mean? But I, I definitely appreciate being on Necessary Blackness podcast, and I appreciate you all listening. Um, I'm going to say this right here. We have a lot going on, so my man just asked me what do we, what I have going on. We have a number of different lectures happening. Um, I'm doing little lecture tours. We have an organization. Go to the org, and you can see some of the work we actually do in the community. Um we, Yes, we have a film coming out. Organizing is the new cool. Check that out. Organizingisthenewcool.org.com. dot org dot com. Excuse
0: expect me. to see me in that film, right? Yes, am I so expect, in there?
4: expect to see Raheem Shabazz. Okay, name in that film. Yes, so he'll he'll my be my name in there. And, am and I? Also, am I personally
0: in there, my brother? Of course, you in there, bro. Okay. Also, all praises due to Allah. Also,
4: check out our podcast, which is RenegadeCulture.org. dot dot org. Um. And and com, excuse me. But um, I just want to say that um we have a lot going on. <clears throat> um, I don't agree with all the people who weighed in on uh on the The Gail King case. Uh I definitely agree with 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 the black folks, you know what I'm saying? Folks like Michael Rappaport, I don't really give a fuck about what he's talking about, you know what I'm saying? To me, You know, um, he's a sensationalist. He's always jumping his monkey ass in the middle of shit. You know what I mean? Um, I respect the fact that he made an effort, but fuck him, too. You know what I mean? That's how I particularly- we just going to say, fuck everybody. Nah. You know, and that's just what it is. But I am glad that Snoop said it the the exact way he said it. And I'm
0: glad Lil Boosie said it.
4: I haven't heard Lil Boosie. And if he says something intelligent, then that'd be great. He said it and a couple of other people. And definitely surprising.
0: So, yo, man- um You got to come back through, man. Kalanji got a a book out. It's called How to Build a People's Army. No doubt. Hell of a book, man. Make sure y'all get that. Y'all support that. He's also working on another book.
4: Yes, I'm working on Street Codes from Gangster to Guerrilla, which should be out in April. And I'm also working on a third piece with uh, my brother, Balogun Ojatade. It's called The African Art of War. And I'm also doing two pieces for uh, I'm doing a piece for Minister Service book which is called Minister oh. Service book is called uh, I'm trying to ask him, but he's
3: it's called I Am Hip Hop Yes of nation and Minister
4: service Yes, that's a long ass title so look out for Minister Service book <laughs> I Am Hip Hop You need to that. come
0: over here, brother, and say that in the microphone I don't think that, that that's going to pick up
4: Yeah Yo, The book is called I Am Hip
3: Hop Empowering quotes from the hip-hop nation and minister service seven suggestions. So I got quotes from people like Kalanji. I need to get one from Shabazz, I got quotes from people literally all over the world talking about how hip hop has empowered them either in a personal and or professional way. So
4: look forward to that book coming out. Thank you. That was service commercial just cutting into my shit. But anyway <laughs> also I, I know. Also I'm writing uh, a piece for Raheem Shabazz and his book.
0: Yeah, my book is called Radical Hope in the 21st Century. Do we cling to our hope or succumb to our fears? And you know we don't fear shit over here.
4: Both of these cats got two of the longest goddamn titles I ever heard. No, that's heard. the
0: subtitle. That's, a trend thing, yeah, oh, okay. that's, that's the trend that's,
4: thing. Oh, yeah, okay. that's how, that's. Oh, okay. how right. we're doing it, man. Right. We
0: step in the hole. Yeah, listen, man. We raising the bar it out
4: on here. You know yeah. what I mean? But they, all these books are going to be powerful. Um. No doubt, man. Follow me on uh, on the gram, at who he talking to. I'm on uh, uh, Twitter. I don't be using it, but uh, everybody telling me I need to. Everybody said I need to. It's Kalanji Changa, K-A-L-O-N-J-I, Changa, C-H-A-N-G-A. Yo, y'all stay black. Necessary Blackness Podcast is the shit. You know what I'm saying? I rock with them. You know what I mean? I ain't never get no T-shirt. I ain't never get no... Uh, None of these uh new fresh hats and none of that shit. You ain't get a wingy hoodie? I ain't get no wingy hoodie. Yo, I'm gonna send you
0: none the of... yo, before you leave, I'm yes. gonna send you the link to the website so you can go on there and
4: order it, brother. guy's going to send me a link to the website?
0: Yeah,
3: brother, hey, so you go on there I, and order it. I don't it, have
4: man. a computer. But anyway.
0: <laughs> yo, man, thanks for joining us, man. This is Raheem Shabazz of Necessary Blackness podcast, and I'll see you next week same place same time peace and black power
4: family we out of here know my whole click
0: but before we leave let me leave you with the words of snoop and some other folks that had some very colorful words for gail king and oprah y'all stay tuned gail king out of pocket for that shit way out of pocket what do
4: you gain from that I swear to God, we the worst. We the fucking worst. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why are y'all attacking us? We your people. You ain't coming after fucking Harvey Weinstein asking them dumbass questions. I get sick of y'all. I want to call you one. Is it okay if I call him one? Funky dog head bitch. How dare you try to tarnish my motherfucking homeboy's reputation, punk motherfucker? Respect the family and back off, bitch, before we come get you.
2: Gail, and fuck Oprah. Y'all are some self-hating pieces of shit fuck asses. If I have never seen a coon more fucking coonier than goddamn Kale. I mean, Kale and, and, and Okra. I'm over y'all. I'm over y'all. I don't give a fuck how rich you are, how much... You fucking accomplished. You're tearing down the legacies of so many phenomenal, beautiful black men, and I don't fucking have time for it. I don't fucking have time for it. I'm sick, I'm disgusted. You don't care about black people. Okra, I knew you wasn't shit when, when uh the kids was trying to take a picture with you and she was like, oh, I see your little crack phone, Oprah.
0: Gayle yeah, King, why the fuck would you ask some shit like that? I don't give a fuck who friend it is. I don't give a fuck she can Obama. Uh-oh. Why the fuck would you do something like that? Why would you do that to your people?
1: You know what people going through, right? Why would you ask a fucking question like that? Trying to tarnish somebody's image. You do that to your own black people. You sad. I'm finna fire your ass up. You sad, bro.
0: People be talking, black people need to stop fucking trying to hurt black people for success. So all the reason you asked that fucking shit for, to get your fucking numbers up. Give a fuck who you can to.
4: Fucking Gail King. Goofy ass, nasty ass, disrespectful motherfucker asking uh, the great classy Lisa Leslie about accusations about the late, great Kobe Bryant. What whoa, whoa, Lisa Leslie should have said to you, what about the accusations that you and Oprah have been freaking off for the last 35 years and Stedman is a beard for that? What about those accusations? Let, let's talk about those accusations, Gail. Let's talk about those. Why do you even have a job? The only reason why you have a fucking job is because of Oprah Winfrey. But what about the accusations that you guys, you and Oprah, have been freaking off for 35 years and then i would have followed that up with why are you wearing snow white and the seven dwarfs makeup on your girl? this ain't the motherfucking circus why you got motherfucking snow white makeup on you look doofy gail